Many of us wait for God like we don't have reason to be content until God does something else in our life, as if we're waiting for a reason to be content. But this is not biblical waiting. Waiting on God involves the temptation to replace God with what you're waiting for him to give you or do in your life. So the question becomes, how do we navigate having ambitions and goals with waiting on God and being content? Let's talk about it. You're listening to Above Approach Church Podcast, a podcast created for the local church. Our goal is to tackle tough church issues through thoughtful conversations like the one you're about to hear. Whether you're a church leader or a layperson, we pray this episode empowers you to play your role within the global, timeless family of God. This is Above Approach Church Podcast. Such a soothing intro. Isn't that right, Tanner Coppernall? I'm back. Yes. <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> Tanner, define contentment right now. Oh, wow. That's a lot of pressure to put you on You know what? That was a little, on my part, that was a little rude. A little I apologize. Aggressive, but I will answer your question. Define it now. I think contentment, what it means for us, especially as believers, is to be uh, satisfied or pleased with what we have now. And I, I mean, I think that goes in all aspects, all areas of life um, doesn't mean that we mm-hmm. can't have dreams, goals, yeah. ambitions, aspirations. Um, but it does mean that what we have been handed to now, I can be content with. I can be pleased with. Uh, so to define contentment, I think it means to be satisfied with what we have in this current season of life. Did you just read that off a of screen? I didn't. <laughs> I watched you do it. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Exposed. Yeah, contentment, guys, is what we're talking about today. And, you know, as church leaders, as family, as parents, as content creators, as whatever you find yourself in the world and whatever role you play in the body, contentment is to be satisfied or pleased with what we have now. Mm-hmm. According to gotquestions.org, uh, the best Christian resource, You're apparently. Just exposing us left and right. I know right I now. am. So, contentment, guys, is the conversation for today. Just as believers, uh, there's so many questions around like waiting on God and believing for more, mm-hmm. having ambitions, having goals, having vision for your life. Is that okay or does that violate my contentment and now I'm not content because I want something else? Yeah. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Um, what does contentment in Christ look like practically um, in our lives as believers or how has it looked for you in any moment or season of your life personally. Mm. Think of moments where you're like, I am content because A, B, and C, and this is the evidence. Yeah. Anything come to mind? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I won't even go into great detail, but like even right now in the season, it's not necessarily the season that I would desire. Work has been hard, difficult, challenging, long days, exhausting days. Um, might not be in the situation that I want to be or the career or things like that, um, but... I think personally in this season of life, God has really taught me to adjust my mindset to, I guess I'm not being punished because things aren't going my way, right? I'm actually, I'm able to live out this life now in this season of life that I'm living, even though I do have goals for the future. I have aspirations for a career and different things like that, but I've been able to adjust my mindset to, I can serve God I can live for him and serve uh, his people um, in this season, even now, even when things don't necessarily go my way. So personally, like contentment, what that's looked like is rather than shaping my life around selfish ambitions or, or things that I desire to do here and now in this season or things to go well for me here and now, I've adjusted my my mindset to I can sit in and, and rest in this season of life and have a literal like mindset of being at peace um, because I know that God is sovereign, right? He knows my future. He knows what I, you know, I can accomplish in and through him. So why, why should I worry about what I'm currently going through in my job and, you know, at home, you know, whatever that might look like. Um, and so that, that for me personally, contentment has spoken a lot, I, I think in this season of life for me. So hmm. it's done, it's done a lot. Contentment isn't based on circumstances. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. The, the image that comes to mind is Psalm 23. Uh, the, David says, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he goes on to, 
even though I'm like surrounded by enemies, you prepare a table before me mm-hmm. in the midst of people that want to kill me, in the midst of people that hate that I'm alive. Yeah. You just prepare a table and you invite me to feast. You invite yeah. me to come and rest. Um, and that invitation to rest is not just once you're in the green grass mm-hmm. or by the still waters. It's actually like as you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. it's right in front of all your enemies who are looking at you with their, you know, their bows pulled back and they're ready yeah. to kill you. And, and God's going, Hey, I want you to feast, be content and satisfied with where you are. Yeah. Regardless of the circumstances, easier said than done though. Uh, absolutely. So yeah. we're not at all trying to like belittle your situations and, and all your ambitions and be like, just be content, Sherry. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're like really trying yeah. to help you as the listener navigate this whole like, yeah, but there's in my life, there's legitimate needs and mm-hmm. God is not coming through in a way where I need him to. And my mm-hmm. family and I might go through foreclosure. And, mm-hmm. and, um, there's a sister in Christ who, who we know has tremendous financial need and, and she's looking at it going, I know I'm called to be content, but like mm-hmm. I've done everything. I've exhausted every resource and, and my, me and my two kids, are, you know, we don't have the finances to keep mm. living. Mm. I've done every, I don't know where to turn. So so how can I be content when God is not satisfying a need? He said he yeah. would. Yeah. You know, that's that's a tough conversation to have. And it's real. This is a real mm. thing. Your circumstances, we can say it all day and sit here and be like, come on, your circumstances don't dictate your contentment. <laughs> and yet sometimes you really, it's hard. Yeah, it is. Because you're like, God, you need to. Otherwise, like my family and I are going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we won't have a car to get to work and I'm going to have to lose my job and yeah. my wife's going to have to pick up. We don't have what we need, Lord. Come yeah. through. And what about Matthew 6.33? So, you know, a second question would be, what is it that keeps people from being content? Hmm. Why Why can't we be? You know, when you look at the world, when you look at the church, when you look at your own life, and you're like, man, I suck at being content. Mm-hmm. Well, why is that? That the human heart is so hmm. um, ambitious to a fault, and and, yeah. and discontent, and easily easy, not easy. That's the wrong word. Easily complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the right word. We're, we're quick to complain and look at what's wrong yeah. in our life. We're pessimistic. You know, why is that? Why can't we just be content in Christ? I would say because our our point of view has been contentment only comes when things are good. Right. When I, when I like, that's my, my mindset. And that's when, that's when I get it wrong. Right. Is when I think contentment, contentment only comes when things are good for me. When I realize that contentment can also be through the trials and tribulations and the difficulties in my life. I think it's also because we feel like we deserve good. We deserve seasons of of just everything going right for me. Entitlement, yeah. Yeah, I think sure. I think when I'm stuck in a season of entitlement or bitterness even, like that is where I get struck with being is discontent a word. I would say you the most discontent. One, yeah. yeah. Um not being content. Um and I and I think that's when we we get it wrong is because we focus so much on well I I'm, I'm only content when things are going well for me. I'm only content when, you know, things are going right and I think that's where we've gotten offline. Yeah, or I'll only be content once God fill in the blank. Yeah, once he does right. that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this conversation is uh, just mainly about the sermon that was preached last Monday on our YouTube channel, Above Reproach Ministry. Just all about waiting on God. You can go check that out. It was epi- episode seven. It was called uh, Waiting With Enough. Mm-hmm. That in the waiting, as you believe in God for more and you have vision and you have desires and ambitions and unmet yeah. needs you have enough now. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's a matter of perspective. You made a great point that sometimes we're frustrated because we're seeing things from a wrong angle. Mm-hmm. And what God sees is not what we see and we get pissed, right? Yeah. Like, that is, this is not supposed to be happening, God. Yeah. And then he goes, hey, come look from my vantage point. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I do have enough. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, what Israel did in the wilderness, right? Yeah. I think it's over expecting of God. I think it's looking at our, our situations or our futures or whatever it looks like and expecting God to do something and then 
God kind of flipping the script on us, at least for what we had written down in our in our minds of, well, when I if I do this and when I do this, it's going to go this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about it all the time. But when I was a kid and I would think about like Christmas morning or uh, like my birthday the next day, you have this excitement, right? You have something uh, exciting the next day to look forward to, right? A celebration. And so you think, well, I'm going to get this toy and we're going to do this on my birthday. And then like, all of a sudden like things change or, or not everything goes right. And then you're kind of upset, right? That happened a couple different times for me, at least for like Christmas or birthdays or things like that, where you get disappointed or, or things like that. And it's like, well, that's kind of the way that life goes for us now. Like we're expecting God to do something on a certain day or a certain event or some, like whatever it is. And when we over expect, we get disappointed, right? Did you ever get mad at Santa? Uh, no, God didn't believe in Santa. I had right, this podcast brothers. is over. I cannot do a podcast <laughs> with someone who never believed in Santa. <laughs> I wish I never did. To be yeah. honest, I wish my parents just broke it to me. But look, it's just us, buddy. Would have saved me a lot of pain and heartache. Uh, the whole ashes and the, the ashes. Why? I was thinking of like a chimney. The chimney ashes. Like, there's no footprints. What's going on? You said Santa. <laughs> Not like Santa maybe, died. Maybe it's more. I thought maybe it was more disappointing for me because I knew it was my parents. <laughs> Just you expected like, more. Of what them. have you done? <laughs> what have you done? You didn't give me that Nerf toy. <laughs> Whatever it was, but when we, we overexpect yeah. overall, like when we when we're expecting things of God, and then and then God has a different plan in mind, we do get disappointed. That's what happened to the people of Israel going to the promised land, like complaining over and over and over. Well, we're not being fed. Well, we're not doing fill in the blank, mm-hmm. right? It's over expecting God, almost demanding God to do something in our lives, which necessarily with the right heart could be a good thing. But when it's grumbling and and, and not being content in what God has, it's that's when it's wrong. Okay, so... Yeah, we're starting to get to the heart of what keeps people from being content. Limited mm-hmm. perspective, uh, false ex- wrong expectations of yeah. God, a sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. God, you should, and if you don't, then you're in the wrong. And yeah. God's like, <laughs> you don't hold the heavens together, buddy. Yeah. So, you know, you think about the nation of Israel in the wilderness, just looking at the man on the ground and be like, not again. Mm-hmm. We want leeks. Yeah. <laughs> really? You want to go back to slavery to have some onions or whatever whatever yeah, leeks are? Whatever they were. Whatever they are, you want that more than just enjoying God in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard, but yeah. the, the whole, Psalm 23 is all about the, the Lord is my shepherd. He's, he's with me. Mm-hmm. It's not about the circumstance. It's mm-hmm. not about how much money I have in the bank as the shepherd's with me. It's not about how much food I have on the table. Yeah. It's it's the, the fact that the shepherd is with me and he's very present in my situation mm-hmm. is that's way more valuable than yeah. you know paint the best scenario for your life mm-hmm. whatever you ideally want like, it'll look like this i'll be married this i'll have this many kids this big of a house this much finance finances in my bank mm. that ideal scenario is just it's f- without god and garbage man it's yeah. so much better to have the shepherds so i think people are also discontent because they don't know the shepherd mm. well enough to realize how much they have in him. So again, mm-hmm. it's the limited perspective. It's no, bro, you you don't understand. Like you think contentment comes attached to a future circumstance. It yeah. doesn't. When you get it, you're going to be disappointed and let down because you're going to find something new to want and something mm-hmm. new to fix. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't come attached to a, a future set of circumstances. You have all the reason you will ever have to be content now. Mm-hmm. And when you re- when you open your eyes to all that God has given you in Christ and you read the scriptures and you, you realize everything you have, you're, you start to become more content with mm-hmm. what you have. And mm-hmm. instead of this, I don't know, entitlement that starts yeah. to creep in. So yeah. third question is, and this is a good one for, for those of you that are listening, you're wondering like, ah, I don't know, like, am I content? And you're wrestling. Is personal ambition bad? Like, mm-hmm. is it inherently a bad thing to be ambitious? Um, in other words, can you have goals mm-hmm. and be content at the same time? Is there a way to appropriately have mm-hmm. goals and ambitions for your life and milestones you want to hit and aim for those while being content all the way there? Yeah. 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 In our first okay. episode, uh, yeah, that end of podcast. <laughs> That's it. In our in our first episode on launching, you know, this podcast off, we talked about analyzing ourselves, um, and I think this question provides another question, which is analyzing: Do my ambitions align with God's 
because not all ambition is bad, right? Mm-hmm. It says let all selfish ambition out, not selfish ambition, mm-hmm. right? So is my are my ambitions selfish or are they aligning with God's plan? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the question you have to ask yourself is, well, I really want a house in this city. Hmm. Does that align with God's plan? I want to go to this church at this time and serve in this area realm, like this ministry realm. The church has to be this big. Yeah, exactly. Like, Or it's not worth my time. I want this job with this certain amount of money. Hmm. Is that amount of money good for your heart? Like just different, different questions you have to ask yourself. Are my personal ambitions, are those aligning with God's plan? from mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And will it, will it help my character? Will it grow me? Will it mold me to what God is, is leading me to do? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that goes back to knowing God and his word and being able to go, Hey, this is who my father is. This is what he says. This is what he wants. And then looking at your ambition and your goals and your vision and going, does that match up with what I know of God and his word? Does yeah. it, does it match up? If yeah. not, it's, it's likely not something I should pursue or it's a twisted version of what I should be going after, mm-hmm. you know. So, so we we would. Uh, I'm thinking of all the biblical characters that had ambition, man. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul wanted to bring the gospel all the way to Spain. Yeah. Um, Moses wanted to bring the people into the promised land, mm-hmm. and and notice how these ambitions are rooted in what they know of God. Mm-hmm. So Moses goes, God said he's going to bring the people into promised land. And I'm going to make that happen as best. He doesn't get in. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or Paul, you know, he gets to Rome and he's like, yes, but he's mm-hmm. in chains. Yeah. You know, he's like, I want to go to Rome and, and meet the church. Okay, Paul, that's a great desire. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through a shipwreck. Uh, you're going to end up on a random island. You're going to heal a guy. Yeah. Revival will break out. Then jump in another ship and you'll know, end up in Rome mm-hmm. as a prisoner. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes our ambitions don't work out the way we thought, mm-hmm. you know. At the core, it's like the right thing, mm-hmm. but it won't happen the way we think yeah. or in the timing we think mm-hmm. or all these different things. I don't believe it's wrong to be ambitious for the glory of God. It doesn't mean everything no. I need to want is going to somehow be some ministry goal. Yeah. It's like financially for your family, where do you want to be? Mm-hmm. How much do you want in the, in your savings account to be able to, you know, um, use as like a ministry tool to not just save for your family and your children, but mm-hmm. to give if someone has a need. How mm-hmm. much, you know, where do you want to be in, in, in 10 years job wise? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of business goals do you have or your skills, your craft? Yeah. Um, what do you want to do in the YouTube space? It, it just, I think it's a problem when your goals replace God in your life mm-hmm. yeah. and you begin loving and treasuring and pursuing those things more than you do the presence of God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So things have to be ordered, hierarchy. Yeah, and usually with, with goals, you're seeking after an accomplishment for your life. You know, um, you have all of these dreams and hopes that you're you're desiring to align. Usually, it usually goes with your talents or your gifts or your desires for your family or things like that. It usually is surrounded by success. And when you are successful in that thing, is it you standing in the spotlight or is it God? And I and I think when we desire these goals, we have to look forward and see, well, what if I am given that thing? What if God, mm-hmm. like, what if I do get those, th- this dream does come true? You know, these ambitions do happen. Like, all of that. Can I handle it? Right. Like, is that going to help me or is that going to consume me? Um, Will I be able to stay true to God in the midst of it? Yeah. Yeah. Some people would not. No. Like they got their perfect (laughs) life, they dip. Yeah. I don't need God. I got everything I want. Yeah. Live how I want. Rich young ruler walked away (laughs) sad because he had all that he wanted on earth, right? He had all the the treasures that he probably, I mean, in position and power and all that. Oh, yeah. Right? Walked away and was given an opportunity to to serve Jesus and didn't. So who's standing in the spotlight in the end? Is it, is it you or is it Jesus when you achieve those goals or achieve those things? So goals aren't bad, but then the the second question becomes, you know, for the listener. Yeah, but I feel like I'm not being content in Christ if I'm wanting something else. Hmm. Am I allowed to like want something else while being content in Jesus? In other words, is contentment wanting nothing else? 
Hmm. Or is contentment being satisfied with what you have, even if you don't get what you're wanting? Hmm. And I would say it's the second. Yeah. I don't think contentment is to not believe for or desire anything else that you believe God intends to do in your life. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's that's right at all. What I do believe is that once you begin, oh, that's my train of thought. I was trying to like talk slowly and hope <laughs> it came back to me. <laughs> Once you, you know, think, hey, this needs to happen or I can't be content, mm. then I would say, yeah, you're lacking contentment, buddy, because yeah. uh, I can believe for God to do something. And true mm-hmm. contentment is to say, even if he doesn't, mm. even if he doesn't, I'm satisfied. Yeah. Because the satisfaction part, like to be satisfied at the soul level, mm-hmm. deep within your spirit. That doesn't come from any set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. That comes from being connected to God through faith in Christ. Mm. Boom. All for the rest of eternity, you have infinite reason to be content, regardless of how life looks. And again, this this frustrates people because it seems like we're minimizing your circumstances. Mm -hmm. We're not. I'm really just trying to talk with you through this and go, I know you want that. Mm -hmm. I know you've been believing for it and praying and fasting Mm -hmm. and it's on your vision board. But even if God doesn't, mm-hmm. and he lets your need go a little longer, mm-hmm. and he lets the pressure build, mm-hmm. and your back's up against the wall even more time than you wanted, are you okay with that? Is yeah. he enough for you while you're waiting for something, even if he doesn't do it? Is he enough for you? Yeah. I don't know if I could, you know, for certain things, say yes to that. Yeah. Just being real honest. Yeah, where's your faith when, when God says no? I mean, that's... <laughs> there's countless times in my life where God has said no to something and <laughs> I walk away upset from that conversation with him. Right. You know, upset that things didn't go my way. Cause I again expected something from him or of him. And that's usually when I, when I get to look back at it though, from that moment, I see his plan and his purpose through it rather than, being angry and upset at him forever. <laughs> I get to look back and see, mm-hmm. oh, you had a purpose in that decision. So Who can truly be mad at God forever? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, just, I know I can't. That's he's, another episode. Amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, I, like, how do you handle no? Yeah. Do you throw a tantrum? Mm. Do you walk away? And like, you know what? Forget you, God. I've been doing everything you told me to, and mm-hmm. you didn't do what I what I thought would result from my obedience. Mm-hmm. So I'm done. I'm going to do yeah. whatever I want now. Or do you trust and go, you know what? Either I wanted the wrong thing mm-hmm. or I wanted it at the wrong time. Yeah. And either way, I trust your ways are higher than mine. Your will is mm-hmm. better than mine. So some points of application for the listener. Um, this is a good question. Wow. What a, what a beautiful question. Whoever came <laughs> up with this is genius. What is the difference between waiting for God himself versus waiting for him to do something in our life. Mm. Would you maybe explain it the way you initially thought I I meant it and then we can work from there. Yeah. So when I read this question and you know, at first I was thinking, well, waiting on God himself, I'm thinking of the being of God, the physical person of God. So for us in this, you know, uh, current culture of Christians looking forward to the son of man returning Jesus himself. Or if you go back to uh, Malachi, the the 400 years of silence is what they call it. It's just a, what would you call it? I mean, a guesstimate of what, how many years it was. I mean, it's pretty, I don't know. Anyways, um, 399.80, whatever counting. (laughs) Yeah. There was a, period of silence that they call it and it was anticipation for the Christ to come. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of the physical being coming back mm-hmm. of Jesus and returning. And you weren't wrong. I just <laughs> wanted you to share that because someone's going to hear this and go, wait for God to do something versus waiting for God. Yeah, I think at the, at the core of it, it's mm-hmm. what matters most to me in all the things I want. It's just for Jesus to come back. Yeah. And, you know, your desire for kids and what you want them to grow up and be like and mm-hmm. where you want to live, those are all, like, way beneath the ultimate desire, which yeah. is I want to see those clouds open up 
I don't even know what that looks like. I want to see an interdimensional portal with Jesus. Now we're getting all like new age. It's Jesus to come down and it's not some alien spaceship. It's him and he's on the clouds and the trumpets are roaring and everyone's like freaking out. And I'm like, that's him. You know, I, that, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. So yeah. that is, of course, what we have in mind. But what, what I mainly had in mind when I put that question down was like the difference between relationship yeah. and God's activity in mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. you know which is to say like the presence of god and my friendship with god instead of all the things he does and gives me because mm-hmm. waiting uh, when people hear like i'm waiting for god what they often think is like they're waiting for god to do fill in the blank yeah. or to give fill in the blank when what we mainly mean is no you're actually seeking him as the ultimate treasure Mm -hmm. and anything he does is, is second to that. Mm. You know, he's everything to you, which is why you're okay with not getting what you have are believing for, you know, even if you don't change the situation, even if you don't, you know, deal with this relationship in my life as fast as I want, Mm. you are enough for me. You are, you know, so that's the difference. I think this is a, a good picture to kind of paint is this, like if you are focusing on your relationship with God and you're focusing on him and seeking after him and knowing him, you're more likely to be content about what he does offer rather than I'm not content with what God has given me, the cards I've been dealt in this season of life. It's probably because I haven't been focusing on himself in that relationship because the more that I know Jesus, the more I know his intentions for my life. And so I think that's that's a good way to put it is if I if I'm focusing on him, the effect, the domino effect then is I'm more likely to be content with the cards I've been dealt. Yeah, with what he gives you, because you're not so focused on like the I don't know, the hand you've been dealt in this life. You're more focused on him and you're going, I have a relationship with God Mm -hmm. like that. That just is so much better more valuable than anything he could give in this life. And he's going to give you stuff. He's going to reward you. He'll move in your life for sure. But like, you have to understand that is still less than him Mm -hmm. is less valuable than his presence in your life. Cause God could be this distant being that's like, Hey, anything you want, buddy, I'll zap it up in your Mm -hmm. life and it'll happen. Boom. Bada bang, bada boom. Mm -hmm. But if he's not present, if you don't have a friendship with him, that only goes so far. Yeah. Cause you're going to die. Well, We're all gonna die, Jason. What's the what's the danger then? I don't if, like that you used my I'm name. Sorry. What's your Call name me again? Captain Crunch. Oh, okay. Captain Crunch. Uh, what is the danger of only believing quotes like air quotes around mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Believing in Jesus just for the things that He gives me. What's the danger of that? When He doesn't come through the way you want, you get a lot of deconstruction stories. Mm. When you had expectations of God that your pastor gave you, which were wrong, yeah. and you live according to that, you're living in a false reality. Mm-hmm. You're living in delusion. God ain't going to come through the way you thought, mm-hmm. and, and at the pace you thought, in that way, like mm-hmm. he's going to do what he wants. And of course, I can make requests, but you're not entitled to God doing anything. So when you're more focused, they say like, be, for- de- be forky. Forky. <laughs> forky asks a question. Yeah. Be more focused on the face of God than you are on his hand. Yeah. And I was telling you like before this podcast, like my, I just used the word like in, in one sentence. What am I <laughs> from California? <laughs> my son sometimes, and these are rare moments. This never happens, <laughs> but it's, I treasure the, the, you know, every five years when he does it, he <laughs> will just be hanging out and he looks at He's me and he six, goes, by the way, so this has happened once in his life. <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, dad and i go yeah and i'm expecting like i want a juice box i gotta take a dump something like that and he he goes he goes dad i just i just love being with you and i'm like what do you want (laughs) spill it yeah right but no he like he legitimately is like the fact that you're here with me doing this Mm. that's way more exciting than even what we're doing Mm. than even what you're gonna give me when we get to the place we're going and then there are times where he's like dad can you just buy me this and give me this and I wanna go do this today and say whoa you have a huge checklist of stuff for me to do Mm. and he's more interested in me doing all this stuff for him and and you can tell 
that he doesn't care about me because when I take him to that place, he's gone. Or when I buy him that place, this, that toy, I haven't seen him in hours, which mm. can be a very good relief for me. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I'm like, Oh, that kind of hurt. Like you just used me to, to, to move, manipulate my hand to get you what you mm. wanted. And I wasn't a part of that. Mm. I wasn't a part of that want. And, and, yeah, we just do the same thing to God. It's like, God, can you just give me a new job? Boom, you got it. No more yeah. church. Or God, can you restore my marriage? I'll read the Bible every day. And then yeah. he does. And you haven't read your Bible in two years. You know, yeah. your relationship with God is just on down. Well, think about the trampoline now, right? I got my son a trampoline. There's a trampoline. For his sixth birthday. Because I'm a boss. How cool is it now turning this kind of towards what God does in our life? How cool is it when not only are we using our gifts or using the things that God has given us, but we're also doing it with God in mind. Like, how cool is that? Like, mm-hmm, what is, mm-hmm. what does your son do with the trampoline? And let me clarify, I didn't get it. People rallied around and gave it, helped us get it because we're poor. Um, so I'm not a boss. I just wanted to look like one. Yeah, the, we had the, the trampoline we got yesterday for his birthday. You know, he was pumped to see it. But he wasn't like, forget you, Dad. Now I can jump my way in, through life. Mm. He was like, hey, do you want to come jump with me? Mm. And he saw it as like, this is something I can do with my dad. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I believe that's what it means to be content mm. and have godly ambitions and desires and visions is, is it's less about God doing it for you in some impersonal way mm-hmm. and more about, I want to be a part of what you're doing. And I just believe you're, I'm waiting on you to do this because I believe mm. it's good for our relationship. Yeah. Meaning like when Salem asked for a trampoline, he didn't use he didn't know, he, I don't even think he, this was on his radar, like, I want a trampoline so I can build relationship with my father. That wasn't, he was just like, I just want to bounce my way through the day. I just want to yeah. knock out. And he, so now that we have a trampoline, he sees it as something that actually strengthens our relationship mm-hmm. and he wants to hang out to with To spend me. time. Yeah. And so that's what we need to do with our ambitions and goals and go, hey, do I, do I see this as something that will strengthen my relationship with my father? Do mm. I see this as something that I get to partner with God in mm. and be a part of. And if he does it, he gets more glory and, and I'm closer to him, you know, through the process and journey. Do I see mm. it like that? And if not, you can still, maybe you do want the right thing, but in the wrong way yeah. and God's going to correct yep. you or, or maybe you do want the wrong thing mm-hmm. and have the wrong ambitions and goals. Yeah. I, I am most joyful. I am most at peace when I am doing the, the thing that <laughs> jumping with God on a trampoline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> When I have God involved mm-hmm. while seeking after my, mm-hmm. my ambitions and goals, when God is not in like present in my life, when I'm seeking after those things, I'm uh, depressed, <laughs> like, uh-huh. like completely in shambles because I don't have Jesus involved in it. But when it's the opposite way around, there's so much fruit in it. There's so much joy mm-hmm. and excitement for doing the will of God, spreading the gospel, living the gospel life for him. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I believe that you can be content as long as God is your ultimate desire and treasure. Mm-hmm. As long as you're okay if it doesn't happen and mm-hmm. you, you handle that no really well. And um, you know, as long as you see whatever it is you want in light of your relationship with God. Like mm-hmm. you see it as, we see things disconnected from our relationship with God, right? We compartmentalize Jesus. Yeah. Like God's here on Sunday or God's in the morning, but God's not in my finances or in mm-hmm. my health or in my workouts or in my marriage or in my video game time. Yes, you can play video games and be a Christian. Whoa. I know. Uh, fall, we can play Fall Guys together. Anyone who's listening, you sure? hit me up. Discord. Um, oh. So you can join the Discord too. That'd be a great place. They have, mm-hmm. We have a Minecraft server, weirdly enough. And so you can do things with an awareness of God's presence. Like sometimes my son will invite me to do stuff. And like five minutes in, he completely forgets I'm there. I, I, I could just be like, I could dip. I could, in fact, my son just came into our office right now as we're, as we're filming this. Like yes. not even kidding. Wow. You want to say hi, buddy? Now he's just giving us beautiful crafts that he made. I love it. And then there are times, right, where I'm with him and he's just, just completely forgot that I was, he looks up like 10 minutes into us playing Legos and he goes, I forgot you were here. Oh my God. I was so into my Legos. And I, that's what Israel does with God. Yeah. yeah. All in the Old Testament. It's like, yeah. oh, we got the wealth. We got the land. We got the prosperity and the blessing. Mm. We destroyed the nations. Mm. And then they get it. And they're, you know, it's a century goes by. They look up and go, oh, we kind of forgot about you. Mm-hmm. Forgot you were here. Yeah. 
And that's the problem is that the, the, the thing you're waiting for can so easily replace God in your life to the point that where you were once facing God and enjoying that thing with him, you, you've now taken that thing and turned your back to God because mm. you really valued that thing more than your friendship with him. So, so your son is really good at creating these uh, paper butterflies. Mm-hmm. What holding these paper what, butterflies? Yeah, that's pretty beautiful. cool. This is what he brought brought in during the podcast. Like you guys can see it, but you can't. Yeah, you can't. If I hold it to the mic, you can probably see it. Yeah, maybe. But he he gave it to you. And he did. did. How did it make you feel, Jason? Yeah. As a dad, like I didn't ask him to do this. This is just a perfect example of what we mean. Like waiting on God. More about him giving us stuff. I know that like he has no need. I get that. God didn't need us. But do you think he enjoys receiving praise and glory mm. from you and like gifts that you have? Not that he could, mm. you know, needs it. And he's like, I just really needed that gift. But he's, 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 he's a God who wants to partner with us and wants to know his children. So my son just brought us this, these cut out paper butterflies and, you know, unprovoked. I didn't tell him this morning, like, hey, I'm going to I didn't hire him either. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like, you're going to get 10 spankings if I don't see a butterfly by the end of the day. He just went, I love my dad. I want to make him something. Well, why don't we do that with God? Mm. We're always like, he loves us. He should make us stuff. Well, go, You go make him stuff. Mm. Right? You would partner with him in what you're doing, what he's doing in the world yeah. and in your life, you know? So here's the last question. It is, um, what... No, actually, that's not. The Lord is our shepherd. <laughs> this one this is the one. Because these are just two questions, like two other ways to say exactly Pretty what we much. said here. The Lord is our shepherd in Psalm 23. Beautiful truth. We can meditate on that for mm-hmm. for uh, 10 lifetimes. And it says, we shall not want. Well, mm-hmm. The shepherd says, I. He doesn't have multiple personality disorders. <laughs> we shall. God's, oh, we. Whoa. We have demons. Whoa there. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So how has this scripture, Tanner, personally influenced the way that you've lived and made decisions, which is this Mm. idea that I shall not want for nothing. I shall not live as if I lack something. You know, it's this living in need versus having a need because he's your shepherd. How has this scripture like been lived out by you or affected the way that you see life yeah, God. I think it's helped me to see that I already have what I need. And when I'm chasing after, because I'm a tech guy. I love tech things when it's lights, when it's audio, when it's cameras, like all that different stuff. I can want the, the next thing, the new thing, like whatever it is. But then I just find myself wanting another thing and another thing and another thing. Why? Mm-hmm, because... Mm-hmm then I can do this and this and this. And I, and I'm not just content with what I have, which is even besides having all these possessions, I have all that I need. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think with the blessing of just like thinking about like non possession wise, like I have community, like I have family, I have a wife, I have a daughter, um, I have friends, you know, like all of these blessings that God, like God could have just left me alone. Like he could have just died on the cross and said, okay, you're good. But he, offered me community. He offered me even possessions, a church, like all these different things, but I didn't need those things, right? Just Jesus alone and his sacrifice is enough. And so it's helped me to open up my eyes to, I don't like the next thing is not necessary for me. The mm-hmm. next thing that I desire is not necessarily going to add anything to my life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be a tool, right? If I have the right perspective in it, but it's not necessarily a need. What I what I have in Christ, this faith that I have, this you know the the mercies and the grace that He has offered me through through this free gift, right? That He's that He's given us, that is already enough for me. And when I have that perspective, I live more content in possessions and finances and you know my marriage, you know as as a father, you know all these different things. So it helps out a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I think about how um. Be- well, I'll say it like this because you made me think about how when we look at Jesus, we the contentment is the result of looking at Jesus. Mm. And when you look away from him and you stop focusing on Jesus as your shepherd and you forget that he's leading your life, you know, you become discontent. You mm. become dissatisfied. Mm. You become complaining. Oh, I can't think of the word that is an adjective version of complaining. But you become this, I'm not happy. I'm not content. I'm not... It's like, look at look at him for a minute. And you're mm. like, oh, yeah, I just needed to look at him. I'm so mm. sorry, Lord. Israel got 
in the na- the nation in the Old Testament just got complainy and dissatisfied. blamed God, dissatisfied because yeah. they didn't focus on the Lord as their shepherd at, mm. at certain points in their in their history. And we do the same. The, the point is, if God is your shepherd, you are not for wanting. Mm-hmm. But I live needy when I take my eyes off him and I and I try and navigate life by myself. Mm-hmm. But when my eyes are on him daily, daily, his word w- leads me, his presence, you know, empowers me. I just, I'm sitting at his feet, reading his word. I'm in community. When I have as, as many reminders of Jesus as my shepherd as I can, um, I don't live in need. I live content because I'm aware mm-hmm. of him. And I'm not focused on all he's not doing. I'm focused mm-hmm. on all the things he is doing. Yeah. Like, wow, look, you're leading me. Wow, look, that rod kind of hurt my butt a little bit, but I needed yeah. that. You know, yeah. you you brought me through the valley. You mm. brought me by the green pastures. I'm looking mm-hmm. at all you're doing. Yeah. The story of Peter walking on water, mm-hmm. getting distracted by the storm, starts sinking. We do the same. We mm-hmm. sink into dissatisfaction and we start to complain. And we almost like tell, it's not like we tell God this, but internally we think, if God doesn't do this, mm. I will be so dissatisfied. Yeah, I, I, I can't be content unless he does this. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Mm. You can't be content unless a certain circumstance takes place? Mm, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'd say he's enough. So, you know, those of you that are in church communities all around the world, you know, or you're in leadership, or you're a content creator, the question becomes, in all of your aspirations and goals and visions for your family or your online ministry or your business or your the church you're leading in all of that like if it all got stripped away mm. and you had nothing nothing but the love of god mm. uh do you really believe that you could honestly say he's enough mm. if the answer is i'm not sure or no i i would encourage you to not wait until it happens to realize you need to change something change mm-hmm. something today mm-hmm. seek him fervently today god god make me more in awe of you and help me to treasure you and value you the way that you deserve to be so that i'm not found wanting cuz mm-hmm. philippians 4 paul talks about how hey philippian church thanks for giving me the money but i want you to know i didn't need it so it's like kind of like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. This was really nice. I didn't need it. Mm. We'll, we'll take it back then, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> He's going, no, no, you don't, you don't get it. Like, I wasn't in need, even though I had a need. He talked mm. about how he was naked. And when's the last time you were just like naked out in public? That, that Paul was actually like cold, destitute, naked. Not because he wanted to, because sometimes he was like, you know, reproached publicly or, you know, stoned or whatever it is, shipwrecked. And he's saying and all that, like... I wasn't in need. Mm. There's a difference between having a need and being in need. And so that's something to think about is don't let your, your needs and your, your wants, first of all, don't confuse those Yeah, and don't let them ultimately guide every decision you make and don't yeah. let them become what you identify as. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm in need. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You have everything in Christ. Yeah. Everything. Like, yeah. You, you don't understand. Like if you open the scriptures today, you're going to see so much more and be mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah, you know what? Even if he doesn't, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And that's a place that is really cool to be. I think, I don't, I don't want to give a necessarily a specific example, but if you're seeking after more fruit from your leadership, I guess the question to ask yourself is how are you wanting to, where are you wanting the fruit to come from? Is it from you and your successes and how you operate, or is it because God is bringing the fruit um, through you rather than you being the person and the reason, right? Um, like, if you want – I will give an example now. You if, said you wouldn't, I, you I, I said I wouldn't, but here we go. If you want quantity um, – if, if that's like the fruit that you're wanting, so like an audience basically, if you're wanting your sure. audience to grow, right – is your audience, are you wanting your audience to come because you're the reason why? Or is it because God is bringing the people in for in that community for a reason? Are you wanting a bigger youth group? Are you wanting a um, bigger subscri- like subscribers um, audience on your YouTube channel? Like whatever it is. I could say yes to that. Okay, I stop do it, want Jason. more of a subscriber base, to be honest. <laughs> But then I have to check myself and be yeah. like, why do I? Is this okay? Is this wrong? A lot of it is selfish ambition. Well, and I'll, I'll go off that. Like, is it because 
you want them to see your face or is it because what you are preaching in the word? And That's I know, what I was I know say your is, heart is sometimes yeah. it is the desire to be seen and approved. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm like, Whoa, heart check. I honestly, I don't want subscribers if that's the way I'm going to think about right. them. Yeah. I, if, the, if that's the, the, the way I'm going to treat people who are, God brings my way, I don't want to, I don't mm-hmm. even want that. Yeah. That would, that would kill me and I would yeah. ruin them. I have to heart check. And, and, and a lot of the times I go, no, actually like, God, I'm mm. asking for more because more people means more people benefiting. So, yeah. so the focus is not on more people to see how gifted I am. Yeah, right. It's more people to benefit from whatever God is doing in me. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like, I'm focused on you benefiting and my kids screaming mm-hmm. in the background. <laughs> I'm focused on you gaining and profiting from my life. Yeah. And if you discover my YouTube channel, like I, I hope that it strengthens your faith. Yeah. You don't need to remember my name. In fact, most of my shorts, you just see my hand. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see me in public and be like, I know that hand anywhere. <laughs> you know? And my wife makes fun of me all the time. She's like, no one's going to recognize you because they, you just, mm. you, they just see your hand. And I'm like, that's, Good. I think that's God's <laughs> strategy though. Like, <laughs> They, the whole point is that you would see the word of God, yeah. you know, yeah. in my life and it, with my hand, you don't mm. need to see me. So I, I do have these personal ambitions for the ministry. I do yeah. want to see a certain milestone subscriber base. I do want to see um, certain things happen. You know, all these, the whole numbers game, numbers aren't bad. Numbers just can't control what you sure, do, right? Sure. So, and you can't worry and be anxious about it. So I have thoughts about numbers. I yeah. have a vision for that, but Ultimately, I'm going, Lord, even if you don't, like, honestly, you know I'm fine if you don't. I don't, mm-hmm. in one sense, I do care because I, that means more people are being reached and yeah. benefited. But in another sense, I don't care because if I don't, if you know that wouldn't be good for me, then I don't want it. Like, I yeah. trust the amount of subscribers you entrust to me. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I trust you to handle it since you did a personal application i'll add one uh i would love more people to come to our house church here and i wish you guys lived florida. in florida yeah like i personally would love to see a thriving house church to the point where we're not even in a house anymore we're meeting at a park or meeting you know wherever right but is it because i want to see god's hand and provision over it or is it because i just want more you people want to, to see be something friends big. Yeah. with me <laughs> Or to I like me, just yeah. Want to see something big, yeah. It's like, well, right. I just want it, something successful to start from something that you know I planted or whatever. No, like I actually, I would love. I have to, you know, heart check myself and say, okay, I just I want to see God move, and I want it to be because He did it and not me. <laughs> Some people do just want like a a big old. Their goals are like big moves of God, like mm-hmm. just for the sake of seeing something big, though. Yeah, and it's like. Buddy, um, if you want something big, go to a movie theater. If you want something big, go see the Eiffel Tower. Mm. If you just want to see something big, that's not a good enough reason for God to move in your life. Yeah, You have to want to see uh, the glory of God known and the church built and people built up. Like, yeah. It can't just be like, I just want to see the biggest move of God mm-hmm. I can for the sake of, mm-hmm. for the sake of like shock. Uh, yeah. You should want to see that because you believe it's God's will, because you believe mm-hmm. it glorifies him, because it benefits the world, and because you know he's worthy of that, and you believe, like all these different reasons. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have ambitions for the online ministry and the, the, the online church and the YouTube channel and this podcast. Yeah. We'd love it if, you know, millions of people were able to listen to this, because I believe it's valuable. We wouldn't be doing something that we mm-hmm. didn't think was valuable. Right. So we have goals. We have milestones. We believe God will do certain things. And I think along the way, he'll correct those goals and be like, actually, that was never of me. And we'll be like, okay, sure. sorry for believing that. Like, yeah. sorry for like going after that. But uh, at the end of the day, we are content just in the fact that he knows my name, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's, so the whole subscriber base and views and numbers, it's like, yeah. I don't care who knows me, who recognizes me, because the creator of the universe has a relationship with me personally. This was something that spoke to me recently. There's a uh, Christian rap artist named Caleb Gordon, and he was on a podcast, and he was talking about, and he's had like tons of songs blow up now. Like he's he's gotten pretty big, but what he was talking about is, are you like, why are you creating? Are you creating so that you can get all these streams and these millions of streams and all this different stuff, or are there like a handful of people that? Um, you that your craft or that whatever you're doing is discipling to. And so he says what he does now is when he's writing songs or he's producing or whatever it is, he thinks about a select few people that it's impacted and he 
does it to disciple those people. And that is such a cool and inspiring mindset to me because I think about, well, like I would just want this to get big or I just want this to be successful or something like that. But is it impacting somebody? That's what matters, right? I mean, in the end, if you're, if what you are doing or what you're creating, especially if, you know, if you're a church leader, like it's the con, like the, you want your church to grow. Yeah. Like you want it to grow. You want uh, an event well attended. Sure. Right. And then, you know, if you're a Christian YouTuber, like you want the, the views, but the views is for making an impact through what you're doing. Are you being a resource Mm -hmm. Or are you being looked up to as a figure? You know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the difference. And I think that was, that was something inspiring to me because I, I now create now to disciple people, not just to create so I could blow up. Right. Or to, to get big. And I think that's, that's a cool mindset to have. Content can disciple just like this. Mm -hmm. Discipleship is just moving people a certain direction, influencing them a certain direction. So we want to move you towards Jesus, which by the way, you can visit AboveReproachMinistry.com for all of your needs in life. I'm talking like, Whoa. you know, you, you, anything, anything at all. No, I'm just kidding. Like, we only, we only have a like, select few resources. We have Bible study, free Bible study classes, free Bible study devotionals, Bible study worksheets, an online church, um, YouTube videos, another podcast. This is Above Reproach Church Podcast, but mm-hmm. you can check out Above Reproach Ministry Podcast. So, you know, visit the links in the description yeah. Uh, this podcast episode. Don't forget to rate this on if you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Please rate and review it. Even if you're like, this was trash. At least you're telling them what to what what people need to know about this. And you're giving <laughs> us feedback. <laughs> and you're giving us feedback. Yeah. I can't change the fact that I'm trash, but thanks for the you know thanks Eduardo. <laughs> There's no real Eduardo, Eduardo, but I'm anticipating someone named wow. Eduardo. Just Eduardo, like you're trash. If you're out, you're out there. You know who you are. Eduardo. You know who you. <laughs> You know who you are. I'll find you. So, hey, rate, review this. It really helps us reach people. This content we produce because we believe it's helpful. Mm-hmm. These are post-conversations on the sermons that I preach on Monday on the YouTube channel. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, check that out. And that would be incredible. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Join the online church on Discord. And yeah, I was going to say, if you have any questions on Discord or any thoughts from these podcasts, leave some feedback so we can see what goals and aspirations we need to chase after with this uh, podcast. So Yeah, please do. Hit us up on Instagram. If you're on Discord, Like I'll even answer Facebook Messenger, okay? You boomers. Whoa. I will go on Facebook Messenger just That's for you. That's a big deal. I'll check it out every week or so. And so if you guys have questions um, or just thoughts or just suggestions for future content or just help us figure out how to do this better. We're mm. wanting to learn and improve. So um, it's not an invitation for you to rebuke me and just do that. If you, you can want to rebuke, rebuke me, me if you want. Yeah, you can rebuke Tanner. He's really good at handling rebukes. And I think that's <laughs> no, it for not. the day. Guys, keep moving towards Jesus. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to today's Above Reproach Church podcast. If you've benefited from this content or this ministry in any way, there are a number of ways you can support what we're doing to help people move towards Jesus. We're completely funded by generous supporters like you, so if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can head to abovereproachministry.com slash donate, and you can give through debit or credit card, you can give through PayPal, Venmo, Patreon, or even just mail a check to P.O. Box 338, Green Cove Springs, Florida 32043. Or grab some of our church merch to represent Jesus on your body wherever you go. Either way, while you're on the website, check out all of our free resources, our online church, my book Fruitful, as well as everything else going on in our online ministry. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep moving towards Jesus.